So if you want to see some entertaining basketball and a good opponent, check out Saturday at 4 o'clock, the men's basketball team against Loyola. Yeah, you need to get to the Yingling Center if you like basketball because not just that, but afterwards, it's the women's team buoyed by the return from injury of Sammy Puisis against number three NC State. We'll have a full preview of that on Friday's show. I also plan on talking to Sammy after practice Thursday, so stay tuned for that. Vicki Blasig, who scored 31 points and no doubt benefited from the defense of the opponent Gardner-Webb sort of gravitating towards Puisis, was the freshman of the week in the AAC. And on the men's side, I think they just looked at the final point total and gave Selton Miguel a spot on the weekly honor roll. Not complaining for Selton. He's been big this year, especially from three. He had 20 points in the win against FSU. But if you watch the game, sure, he had only 18 points compared to 20 for Miguel, but Chris Youngblood really deserved a spot on those weekly honors. Either way, the Bulls beat FSU and then followed it up on Tuesday night. A couple clips from Michael Kelly on the new Bulls speed ahead. First, yeah, get to the YC on Saturday. Yeah, this is an ultimate Tampa Bay home for hoops doubleheader, folks. I mean, it's really cool. What a great weekend. It's like, look, you know, our, our bowl game's not till next week. You got the NCAA National Championships for volleyball in town. They're playing Thursday and Sunday. But on Saturday, to have the have the Bulls doubleheader, have a men's game against, like you said, Loyola Chicago, recent Final Four participant, yeah. just a huge, huge opportunity for us against a good opponent on the men's side and then to have a third ranked team in the country with nc state coming into town obviously played them a really good game last year up at raleigh now that in our house we got to go ahead and and show well let's get behind these bulls to get this doubleheader this this weekend it's a huge huge thing so i urge bulls nation hey let's let's this is a great kind of pre-holiday opportunity to come out and really showcase tampa bay's home for hoops with our men's and women's program you mentioned the volleyball final four more on that in a second but a little bit more from Bulls Speed Ahead. And, of course, we'll run the show many more times. It's already on GoUSFBulls.com if you want the full half hour. But an update on ticket sales for the bowl. Well, the great news is the response has been really, really strong. So we've been able to sell out the entire allotment we had in, as our responsibility to the bowl game. So we're proud of that. Pleased that everyone stepped up to, to do that. So we should have a really great uh, presence uh, amongst our, our fans there it's uh, we still have the ability uh, to to bring you know more more bulls to, to come to help the bulls sell even even more tickets there's a link that is on gousfbulls.com you click that link it's just a way to kind of get again closer to the seating sections that our bulls fans okay. will be in it also actually even gives us some revenue opportunity that uh, by uh, kind of a revenue share with the uh, with the bulls so s- still encourage you to go through gousfbulls.com if you have not yet gotten your tickets we also detailed on the program a wednesday pep rally the day before the game of course, women's basketball will be down in West Palm for a game Wednesday and Thursday afternoon, and I'll be headed down with the team for that. We were with volleyball in Statesboro, Georgia, and of course they won that to make the semis of the NIVC. They lost to UTEP on Sunday, and wow, did Wichita ever earn the championship going into El Paso. Again, a sold-out crowd of 3,300. UTEP had not lost at home all year. They were 14-0, and and Wichita swept them. The Miners only committed four errors against the Bulls. They committed 12 in the first set while hitting a negative number. Wichita was one of the best teams all year long defensively in the country, and man, did they prove it. 25-14, 25-22, and 25-22. The NCAA tournament, the Final Four, is at Emily Arena. Actually, starting at 10 o'clock on Wednesday, open practices free to the public. And then Thursday night, Nebraska against Pittsburgh, the first semi, followed by Wisconsin and Texas. Nebraska was undefeated all year until late, losing, got swept at Wisconsin. Everyone's, 
imagining it'll be Nebraska-Wisconsin rematch in the final, but we've got to get through their tough semifinals opponent first. And then remember, Sunday afternoon on ABC, the National Volleyball Eyes will be on Amelie Arena. And again, you definitely want to check out the full Bulls speed ahead as Michael spoke about what goes into being the host institution, which the Bulls are. And speaking of volleyball, I was front and center for this. A tremendous anecdote on what the school did, including Michael and President Law, to make sure that a member of the volleyball team was going to get to walk the stage for her graduation, Marta Svitkovich. I thought that was incredible. And real quick, while I'm thinking of it, wanted to wish the best to Alexis Williams, who has been on the Bulls for the last four years. Defensive standout. This year saw her playing time kind of get taken by a couple of outstanding freshmen, Maya Thomas and Leah Schneider never complained about it, but she did announce in a very gracious Instagram post that she is entering the transfer portal. She's got one more year of volleyball, and she'll do great wherever she goes. Oh, speaking of the NCAA tournament, it wrapped up in soccer on Monday night with Clemson winning the national championship. The Clemson Tigers did not allow a goal the entire NCAA tournament. That's five games worth. Amazing. You know who did score two goals against Clemson, though? The South Florida Bulls in September. First corner kick, top of the box, a curl and a butte headed away by Schaefer, still in. And Holenstein wants to knock it out. Actually, with some purpose, over to Spengler. Can he one touch? And he does. Oh, this could be a break in for Ajmer. 30 yards from goal. Keeper is out. Spengler, shot. Goal! Ajmer Spengler. Tremendous counterattack by the Bulls, and they're on top. Spengler up to Jalen Anderson for a possible look here. He's got Barkley filling on the left side, slots it to him. Jamone, decent cross. Chance there, oh, missed on the header. Spengler, and it's a goal! It was Shion Soga on a whiffed attempt, and the Bulls have answered back. Two to two. Really hammers home how those two matches in a row in September were amazing. The Bulls beat Indiana and won. That's an Indiana team that won the Big Ten and made the Elite Eight. And then they gave up a late goal to Clemson. But what a thriller that was. In fact, we might replay that one for you on Wednesday afternoon. It was one of the best games of the year. Or we might just hold it for our best games of the year. We're getting to that point last week of December, first week of January, the best 23 games of 23. That's certainly one of them. But certainly wanted to point out that the Bulls did something that no one in the NCAA tournament could do, which was score much less twice against the national champion, Clemson Tigers. And while we're handing out programming reminders, a new bullseye, the bowl preview version with Alex Golish and Joel Gordon and Todd Orlando hits the air right here Thursday morning starting at 7 and will repeat in the 8 and the 9 o'clock hours. I want to thank especially all three, Kaylee Cottrell, BJ Daniels, and Joey Johnston, who did a lot of work filling in for me on that show. They actually recorded it Friday, which was kind of the last chance before the team heads out. So I was with volleyball, and those guys did a great job, and you get to hear the results on Thursday morning. Because I was leaving town with volleyball out of Georgia Friday morning, we didn't do a show, so we didn't mention the release of the baseball schedule. Didn't get it on Monday's program just because we had so much to recap, but it's up at GoUSFBulls.com. It's out. It starts February 16th through the 18th at home with three different NCAA tournament-type teams playing the Bulls. UConn in the opener, then Louisville and Indiana State. The Sycamores hosted and won a regional last year. Plenty of NCAA tournament teams on the schedule, including Charlotte, one of the incomers from Conference USA. Maine is on there. The Gators in Florida State, obviously. The Bulls go to Orlando, so it's looking like 
The Warren I-4 will continue in baseball with three-game series alternating between Tampa and Orlando. We are your radio home for South Florida baseball. If you follow me on X at Derek Sharp, D-A-R-E-K-S-H-A-R-P, you saw me post this last night, and that is best friend growing up, Rhett Rollison, who is now the head men's tennis coach at my alma mater, Florida Southern. He gave me the tip that they had posted their schedule which includes an exhibition match against the South Florida Bulls, who he used to be an assistant coach with. And that took me to the South Florida Bulls schedule, and it's already out, even though it's not been announced, if you want to check it out, both the men's and women's schedule for tennis, as it is spring sports schedule season. And those matches will be here before you know it, in January. Wow. Love this busy time of year. And over the last week, it's been signing day for some of the other sports. Great article on GoUSFBulls.com about women's lacrosse picking up a transfer from Notre Dame. Her name is Allison Harbaugh. Yes, Ravens head coach John Harbaugh's daughter. Pretty cool, huh? That's going to wrap up Bulls Beat on a Wednesday. I'm Derek Sharp.